Hey, welcome back to the Second Place Second Podcast, where we are crazy and passionate about inspiring and empowering you to pursue putting Jesus home and others first. We know that your life can change, you belong, and most of all, you matter. If you're new with us, we release a second podcast every week, and if this is helpful to you, we would love it if you would share the podcast with your friends and invite them to be a part of the Second Place community and even rate it or review it because that is super cool. If you'd like more information about us and about what's going down, you can go to secondplacechurch.com and that site will open you up to everything happening at Second Place. My name is Joe and I'm here with AP again. And let's get to this uh, this week's podcast, my, my friend. How are you? I'm good. I, uh, I'm, I'm pretty good now that I figured out the microphone situation. My apologies to those that listened to the uh, podcast with Corey Youthy, and I didn't. My voice just did not sound good. Um, I was using my new microphone the wrong way. AP, your voice always sounds good. Thank you. It uh, it did not sound good on that podcast, and I did everything that I could do just it. Okay, but um, it it sounds a lot better now. I uh, it was I was. I'm glad I I was gonna like think I was thinking about returning the the microphone and then I went to Guitar Center, and the dude that worked in the department also happens to be a sound engineer who has a studio in his house and he was telling me about it and like what to do to make it a little bit better because like this mic's it, it's pretty hot it, it's it's more sensitive than my other one, but when you dial it in right and use it right it's a lot better. So I was using it backwards. I was talking into the wrong end of the microphone. Even though it looks like there's two correct ones, <laughs> um, so I'm I you're started like, playing with it. Tech, you're a tech guy. How is this a thing? Well, like when you look at it, it doesn't look like there's a wrong end, but there's totally a wrong side that you yeah. talk into. So it was picking me up, but it was picking me up at when reflecting off of the room. I also got a little bit. You can't. Yeah, you can't see it. I got a little bit of a uh, sound deadening material to uh, get rid of the echo. So I have one like across from me and then one to my left to try and kill the sound in the room and make it sound as good as possible and get rid of the echo. I also got a I little, uh, uh, what's it called? A pop filter to put on the microphone too. That's why it's blue. Yeah, that looks like uh, Howard Cosell from back in the day with ABC's Worldwide of Sports, man. Well, yeah. I don't know. Why did, what did I say? Worldwide of sports. <laughs> what? All right. Well, your homework after this podcast is to literally Google Howard Cosell. Come on, man. Okay. It's a, it's a thing. I'll I'll, uh, I'll yeah. I'll try to remember. ABC's Wide World of Sports. Okay. The what is what did they say? The agony of defeat. Yeah. Anyway, man. So what's going on? What what are we talking about? Are we diving right to the message, or are we going to talk about? What are we into right now? Well, I'm I'm curious as to what you, you're into, and we can talk about what I'm into now that I like. I'm not losing my mind fixing up my house. That's fun. Right. So, so now it's a non-house related thing that you're into. Yes. Praise the Lord. Oh, this is amazing. Yes. I'm what, also. What is it? I I mean, part of it is just being able to finish up this class that I'm teaching. For those that don't know, I'm teaching a class at Wheaton College this this past fall and, and winter. And we're all done in two weeks. I It's been fun, but I'm ready to be done. And other than that, there I know I've talked about this on the podcast before. An expansion for 
I, I play Destiny, too, because I'm a gamer nerd like that. Which, by the way, we need to have... um. Oh, what's his name on the podcast? He streams on Twitch. Why can't I remember his name? Kevin Mickelson. Yes. We need to have him on the podcast. Because he plays Destiny also. So... Just throwing that out there, but yeah, you guys yeah an expansion came podcast. out. Yes, exactly. An expansion came out in like September, and uh, I finally got it. So I've been playing that, which has been a lot of fun. I'm also ramping up to do the sixty thousand mile um service on my car because I just hit sixty thousand miles, and I'm cheap. So I'm getting ready to do all that. Nice. It's mostly just changing a ton of fluids and stuff, which is not exciting, but very necessary. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, here's what I'm into. Um, I'm still into a clean garage one yeah. week later. Have you been working on that? Still? It's amazing. It has it. No, no. I, I kept it clean for a, a whole week and there's still a vehicle in it. Like this is, this is historic. This is amazing. This is like magnanimous. It's amazing. It's, it's crazy. I'm so genuinely we're, uh, impressed because I that. can't keep mine clean for a week. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm also into uh, getting ready to go to Haiti. It's it's a ways off. It's in March, but we're we just had a meeting um, this past week and been talking about what we're going to be doing there, and so we're excited about that. That's that's again coming up in March, and we've got two trips going back to back, and there's 20 people total going. Nice. So that's pretty exciting stuff. Um, yeah, and. I mean, if you're listening to this and you, you're somewhat timely, uh, we've got some great Christmas activity happening. We've got some service projects coming up in the next week and week to 10 days. And we've got some really cool um, services planned for uh, right up to Christmas. So the 23rd, we have kind of a, a, a big gift to the community service with music. It's very music oriented, um, a short gospel message and yeah, then more music. So it's going to be really cool. That's on the 23rd of December. If you're interested in coming out to that at six o'clock. So cool. Are you, you're actually going pretty to exciting Haiti? stuff. I am. Yep. Nice. I'm going, um, I'm going on the, the first, the first trip. Um, it's going to be me and Jeremiah, my son, who's 19. He'll be almost 20 at that time. And yeah, we've got eight other folks that are going with us on that leg. And then, um, and then the second half of the trip, uh, I should say the second group, um, comes and um, does another seven days. So pretty awesome. That's really cool. Cause I, I, I if I remember yeah. correctly, it was just women that went in the past. Um, let's see. I think the second, the last, last year's trip, Josh Penn went, went. um, oh, okay. so there's been, there's been guys that have gone before and then, um, Joyce Ipema's son has gone as well. So there's been, there's been some guys that have gone. But uh, but yeah, it's gonna be good. I'm looking forward to it. We're gonna be hanging out with the the kind of the ministry leaders there at Heartline. That's the ministry we work with down there. So uh, never been to Haiti, so it should be really interesting to experience that country and yeah. those people, which will be really cool to get to meet some new friends. So yeah, that'll be great. Yeah, man, I'm excited for you. Very very cool. Yeah, it's very cool. So, uh, uh, do you have a burning question in your heart right now? Do you mean that you have to ask me, or you want to start talking about the message now? 
Hmm. What are you thinking? That's a really good question. I'm slightly ill-prepared today. I'm not going to deny it. It's just okay. I, dude, I'm tired. I cannot fall asleep last night, and then I got up for work. And then oh, I worked no. all day. So that's the, one of the worst. Yeah. So what yeah. you're into is getting to sleep. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's. Uh, I hate when you start your week out like that. It's it's really uh really obnoxious. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't have I, I don't tough. have any questions that are really dumb to what ask kept this up, week. Man, was it crazy stuff or was it just being was it just annoying stuff? Um, or was it things that life thing, in general? You know, just pondering things about whether or not our country's gonna crumble here relatively soon. But you know, yeah. The yeah. usual. Yeah. Yeah. Small things like that. Have you seen what's going on in Paris? Bro, they are burning France been... to the ground, literally. It's it's crazy. Yeah. But I I saw a video of them like spraying liquid manure on government buildings yesterday. I was like, what is happening? So I had to really? read up on it. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, it's yeah. kind of it's kind of gross. Nothing like a good old liquid manure shower. Yeah, you know? no kidding. Jeez. Did you see that People a a woman it. got shot in the eye by a gas by a uh, gas canister because they were trying to like do some crowd control. It hit her in the eye so bad it uh just destroyed her eye. She she lost an eyeball. Oh Oops. gosh. Yeah, not oh. brutal. <laughs> the way you. S- the way you say that, it's not okay, man. Oh my gosh, that's just no. That's, that's tragic. It's not okay. It's very tragic. I don't want to lose an eyeball. It's terrible. So goodness, you know, yeah, just just wondering when the uh, when the NWO overlords are just gonna come and take us all away or something. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Really. Well, I mean, it kind of goes right into the message then. I mean, we that, were talking this week, the, second week. That's the, the, the funny part. It the, does. The peace of God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Talking about the peace of God and, you know, what that looks like in our lives and stuff. So uh, basically, just for, if you weren't listening and you, d- you didn't catch that episode, um, it's up online. But you can basically know that start off by talking about Something I'm going to hit on every week this the next few weeks is the Genesis story to help us understand kind of where things begin. And I talked about how Eve um, and the serpent, that, that there would be enmity between the two of them, which means hostility, which means division, which means not good, which means no, no bueno. And then I bumped bounced out to a parable that Jesus talked about because you kind of think, oh, you know what? Yeah, Eve and, and the snake, they're not going to be friends. Okay, well, that doesn't mean anything for me. But then you read this passage in Matthew 13, which is all about the seeds that are sown, and then that there's an enemy, hello, enter the enemy, and he see he sows weeds into the good um, the soil and into the where the good seeds were, were planted. And so then when when they wake up in the morning, there's weeds in and all this stuff in the crop. So the question was asked of the farmer, like what happened? And he said that an enemy did this. So, yeah, so that was kind of what, what kind of established. And for those of you that don't maybe, or that would like to know, like what we do at second place is there was, we're partnering with the Holy spirit to kind of speak through God's word, but there were, we're also, trying to help build some logic so for some of you that are logical out there some logic to say okay 
if there's an enemy, is it my enemy? And that parable kind of establishes that there's an enemy that is common to all of us. And, uh, and then I bounced to Philippians 4 and Ephesians 6. So we were all over the place. But talked about the fact that, you know, when we are rejoicing and when we are thankful, when we're not anxious, when we're um, praying and giving God our, our needs, that then Paul says, then the peace of God will rule our hearts and minds. So um, try to keep that away from a formula and more of a lifestyle choice that we become people who rejoice, people who are, are uh, have gratitude, people who um, are not anxious, and that bring our all of our anxiety to God. And then over uh, over time, then we become people who are peaceful, so um, and have God's peace. But you know, I think that that's kind of the gist. And so I don't know, man. What are your what are your uh, thoughts on on this message and i have i have a place i want to go that i didn't go in the message um but before that what, what's your what are you thinking man well i do like the fact that you touched on philippians 4 because one of the side note everybody that's that's uh listening um joe and i have been working on network connection issues and joe's literally sitting on the floor of his bedroom right now so i it's, it's it's kind of funny. I just want people to know that, you know. But it's I, just full full disclosure. Yes, exactly. Um but I I like the fact that you touched on Philippians 4 and and you did an entire series on unity and oneness within the spirit. And I think the thing the big thing that I've seen in the church that really does bother me is the lack of unity. There's I've seen I'm not saying this about second place, but when you look at like podcasts and stuff like that, and I guess you would say the Christian superstars out there, there's a lack of unity in that there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that rip on the church. Well, how can you want to be a part of this community if you, if you can't stand any of us and you think we're a bunch of scumbags? I kind of don't. I don't know. I kind of don't understand that. But going back to Philippians 4, it says don't be anxious about anything. And the thing that I like to tell people is the book of Philippians was written to the church of Philippi, not a dude named Phil. It was directed at a group of people. So how do you help get rid of that anxiety that, that people have? Unity in the spirit and oneness within the church. That. That's how. That's how you're going to get get rid of that of anxiety. Yeah. You know, they there's the old saying, divide and conquer. As you've pointed out, when people are struggling big time and depressed or something, they tend to seclude themselves. I know I'm so guilty of that. So, how do you when they when they seclude themselves then they're being divided? And conquer. They're being divided from the body, and and in turn being being conquered. So, all that to say, it's just amazing of how every single. It's just amazing of how every single message that you preach, that anyone preaches, it all ties together. Absolutely everything, and I just really think that we need to be able to get back to oneness and unity in the spirit, in the church, and not go to church with some type of agenda saying, "Oh, well, all the Christians are doing all of this wrong." I just, I'm baffled by the self-loathing that I see. That's, 
Mm-hmm. I don't really get it. And if there's anyone that out there right. that disagrees with me, uh, that's fine. I'll gladly talk about it. But that's that's really where I'm at. I I'm really sick of the self-loathing come and on, saying how the church the is the problem. Yeah, exactly. Come, come on the podcast. Tell tell me where I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, sorry. I'll gladly be corrected. But I I just don't I just don't see it. I see a lot of I I. I I, I see a lot of craziness in the abandonment of the authority of scripture. I, I Yeah, and I, I think I think that those people are probably thinking that they're in line with scripture if they're going off on something like that. But I also think that just sometimes people identify themselves with the with the the battle that they fight and the, it gives them something to think about something to do because you're right i mean i think you know a healthy person would probably disengage from an unhealthy situation rather than continue to just go back to it and say how bad it is um you know a healthy person is either going to disengage and say i don't want to put myself around these people anymore because they're not okay or they're going to try to be a part of the solution and say okay me just you know laying into people and lighting people up is not really doing any good and it's definitely not creating any oneness so let's make something good happen and i think that that's probably the two options if there's probably more but those are the two big ones that come to mind with people like that and so why do they do that it's because they're they're just they identify themselves with being angry at the world or at the church or what have you. And that's part of their identity. If you take that away from them, um, then they, you know, if you, if I'm like that, then if you take that away from me, I don't have really anything to hang my hat on. And now who am I going to go yell at? So I think, uh, yeah, unfortunately that that's anyway, my take, I could be wrong. I, I probably I think am. we're, I think we're on the same page there. Yeah. It's it just, it's just really hard yeah, to, it, to find that unity in, in the church and to now it, it does still, you know, rest on me to rest on me to chase after God, to find the peace that the that the Holy Spirit bestows upon us. But I just think it's a lot easier for the masses to find and experience that if there is that unity and peace within the church rather than strife and fighting. I I'm I grew up in, in the South Suburbs. I'm well aware of the fact that there's a lot of church, churches that started out of spite. I'm not going to start saying which ones, obviously, but there are a lot of churches that I'm aware of on the South in the South Suburbs that started entirely out of spite because the leadership of one church didn't agree with each other on something, so somebody went and started another church. That's insane. Yeah, I think the piece that I wanted to, to share with the folks out there, if you listened to the message, the part that I, I think is, this is the kind of the, the reason why we do the second podcast, to be honest with you, is yeah. for things like I'm about to talk through, is that the parable talks about the fact that the enemy sows the seeds of, uh, sows the weeds at night. And I think that that is huge. It is while we're sleeping yeah. that the enemy plants the seeds that sow discord, disunity, hostility, antagonism, ill will, hatred, all that stuff is sown while we're sleeping or while we're not looking or while we're not conscious of it. 
Because if the devil were to come in and to do it right in front of us, we're like, oh, no, man, like I'm not going to fall for that. That's that's silly. But it's when we're distracted. We're distracted with all the worries of our life or we're distracted with the bills we have to pay or we're distracted with the holidays. We're distracted with Christmas. We're distracted with, you know, whether or not our country is going to implode. All these things happen. And meanwhile, the, the, the devil's like, oh, they're distracted. They're asleep, if you will. So I'm going to go ahead and do this while they're not looking. And then we look back and all of a sudden we're like, you know what? It's the church's fault or it's my best friend's fault or it's my spouse's fault or it's my girlfriend's fault or my boyfriend's fault that this is all going probably becoming a problem in my life. And there you have it. You have the enemy winning the day because he was able to allow a distraction to distract us and then to sow those seeds among the good. So you're going to church, you're praying, you're you're doing your devos, you're getting up early and you're reading your Bible or whatever, however it looks for you. And then the next thing you know, you're ticked off about something or you get offended by something or you offend someone or you lose your temper or whatever. And it's it's because we're doing good things, but we're we're not we're not conscious of all those things. And so we have to be very discerning of that, right? Um, I think that's what probably is the biggest thing that I didn't say that I think is huge. Why do these people get crabby about the church? It's because the the devil is sowing seeds of dissension constantly. And when you let your guard down and you don't have the peace of God and you're not standing firm, like Ephesians 6 says, then you get thrown off your game. And man, it happens all the time. It happens to me, it happens to you. And... Anyway, I'll jump off the soapbox, but you know, I feel like that's 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 a huge nugget that I didn't have time to go into on Sunday. That's a good nugget. That's deep. It, it it makes me think of the one verse. Where is it found? Somewhere in First or Second Timothy, I think, where it says, "Don't let the sun go down on your anger." Y- you're right. He does sow the seeds mm-hmm. at night. You go to bed, you're still angry about something, and then it. I I always love the. The one verse, I think in Leviticus, where it says, stink and fester. I love that term. You let things stink and fester. Yes. And you, 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 think, um, you think about them way too much. And and then, mm. I know you've talked about that when it comes to like divorce and things like that. The, that's where the resentment sets in. So then a lot of people have a resentment towards the church. I think the kind of the crazy part, when you start learning about when it, when the whole entire field is infected with these weeds and choking out the crops and taking all the nutrients that they need, well, what do you do in order to to restart? They literally burn the whole field down and put new seed down after that. Yeah, I mean, you can read on in Matthew 13 that Jesus explains that parable, and I gave a brief explanation that he gave, which was, the good seed is the God's people and the bad seed are the enemy's people. Mm-hmm. But he also talks about the fact that the reason why they're not there, he doesn't deal with them is because he says, I'm going to deal with it all at the end and I'm going to judge them all. And the, those that are from the enemy will, will be judged. And it's, uh, it's pretty sobering and that's a whole nother sermon. But, you know, I feel like, um, yeah, it's crazy to think about this stuff, you know? That that's what that's how the enemy works, and I, I think that we're just you know this idea of being restless was I think probably the thing that resonated most with me personally. That you know you can go to bed 
feeling anxious about something and then you wake up and you feel anxious. So you're never really, you didn't really rest. You definitely didn't rest that whole thought or that whole situation. And I think that that's, what's really tough is that while you're sleeping, while you're trying to rest, you know, your brain is just going on, is just on fire and going a million miles an hour. So it's that, that supernatural peace of God that passes all understanding that we really need. Yeah. And I got to say, I do, I do pray for that in, in my life. Cause I, I struggle with having it. Um, one of the, Kayla and I were talking one time and she was saying, and w- there's one area where I think we have the same struggle and that is we're kind of, I, and I have a feeling that you, that this is something that you have felt before too of you look at your life and you look at your relationship with your parents and your siblings and even and even how you relate to some of your friends and you can't just help but think to yourself I am on my own if you know crap hits the fan Mm-hmm. I gotta deal with this myself, mm-hmm. and and her and I, with with the way we relate to our families, have felt that very often, and and so I think that might be part of the part of the reason that there's a lot of restlessness nowadays. Is people feel like I not necessarily abandoned; they just feel I I'm on my own, and I and I I know that I can't turn to other people for help. Right. And no one else is looking out for me and no one else is going to really come through. And I mean, it's a lot of pressure, man. I think yeah. that that restlessness comes, comes from pressure for sure. Yeah. I, I would definitely agree with that. The pressure of being on your own adulting, you know, yeah. um, getting your first job, getting a promotion, trying to pay the bills. Oh yeah, man. That's, that's definitely something that I felt. And I'm sure a lot of the, those that are listening do as well. Um, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So, so I think the other thing that I would say is, you know, I was really trying to stay away from a formula on Philippians four that, that rejoice, you know, again, I say rejoice, um, you know, even the be gentle part, um, be thankful, don't be anxious, uh, and then bring your, you bring your prayer request to God. Like, it's like four steps, like boom, 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 boom. And then it says, and then, like, I was thinking about guys like coders and programmers who write if-then statements in code all the time. It's like, if you do this, Paul says, then you get the peace of God. Mm -hmm. And so I had somebody on Saturday night after service say, yeah, but what if I do all that and I don't get it? That's the same question that I've been asking my whole entire life. It's a good question. Well, right, for sure. It is a good question. And I think it's because it's less about a formula and more about a an attitude of the heart and a lifestyle. And, yeah. and you know, I said it on Sunday, God's not waiting for you to do it right so he can then give you the peace. I think what he's he's wanting to grow in us is to become the people that he has called and who he has created us to be. And that takes time. It takes a lot of time and a lot of work. And we're not always up for that. Um, we're not always down to go, oh, yeah, let's let me just let me just take this to God and 
today I'm still restless, but tomorrow I might be a little bit less. Today it's a 10, tomorrow it's a 9, then it's a 9 for six months, and then it's an 8, and then it's a 7, and then it's a 6 for a year, and then it's a 5. You know, and like the restlessness goes down over time as you become you become who God has created you to be. And I think when we reduce Christianity and our faith down to a formula, we've created a very, very dangerous thing because it doesn't work. So then people will, will call foul and get upset. And, you know, we've said that this is a long time ago. I said, when the tools become the rules, you're in trouble. When, the tools like being rejoicing and being grateful and um, bringing your anxiety to God and, and all those things, when those become the rules, like in order for me to get what God has for me, I have to do this. I have to be, I have to rejoice. I have to not be anxious. I have to be thankful. Then you're going to be in trouble because it's not about rules. It's about a lifestyle. It's about an attitude of the heart. And that is something that only God can do. It's supernatural. That's why God is involved. Hello. Yeah, definitely. And the... it's it's and when you're sitting at, when you're sitting there on a Sunday, you're like, oh yeah, yeah. You know what? I listened to Joe for thirty minutes, and uh, I kind of feel the same as I did when I walked in. The we it's not about me. It's the, the 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 disconnect is never on God's end. The disconnect is going to be on our end. So. There's got to be something that we're not getting. Mm-hmm. And I think that part of what we're sometimes what we don't get is the fact that this is a walking it out. It's a journey. It's a marathon, not a sprint. It's it's a faith, not a formula. Yeah, I mean, I, I live it's in a generation a, you know, that literally doesn't want to do anything and it's everybody else's fault. But I'm not going to get on that subject. So what I'm hearing, though, with a lot, with a lot <laughs> of what you're talking about is how faith isn't. A formula. So what's a, what's a formula? It's it, it's something from algebra, calculus. The formula is some type of a destination, and life isn't a destination. It's a journey. And how do we continue on that that journey? Like 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 you were just like you were just saying when the tools become the rules. Well, that that's pretty much what 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 it is. You you don't want to use these these tools in order. Okay, well I, I do this and we bring the ten down to a zero. No, it's it's a it's a lifestyle. Which even y- your brother in law talks about that. If mm-hmm. if you wanna if you wanna do a diet and start it after Christmas, well that's that's not really it's not really good. It's not about changing the diet. It's about changing your entire lifestyle. It it's about this is what I'm going. This is what I want to do in order to be healthy. It's not, oh, well, I'm just going to do this for momentary satisfaction, and then I'll do it again for momentary satisfaction again. Right. It's right. And small, I think that part it's of like it small destinations me, like it, segmented into, into groups, whereas it just needs to be a linear thing if this mm-hmm. is what we do our whole life. Anyways. Right, right. It's that steadfastness. Yes. No, and I think, too, uh, the, the picture that I get and that I've I've – heard illustrated in in the past is that you know we're sold like whether we sell it to ourselves or whether we're told this we're sold a bill of goods that says hey if you do this you're gonna get this one of them is like hey you know what if you save if you save money when you turn 65 you'll be able to retire 
And so what we do is we put, that's like a, this goal that we see at the top of a wall and we put a ladder up there and we start climbing the ladder, doing everything everyone's telling us to do in order to get to the goal. And so that goal might be, um, that goal might be, um, like I said, retirement, or it might be the peace of God. So somebody maybe says, well, you need to do Philippians 4 correctly. And if you do those things and take those steps on the ladder, when you get to the top, you're going to have the peace of God. And I think what God allows us to do, because he's a good God, is he allows us to put the ladder against the wall, to do the things we think we're, we're supposed to do because we were told something and we don't know any better. And we get to the top of the wall and we realize that it's not, it's not true. And so my hope is that more people get to the top of the wall that say, well, I've, I've prayed, I pray 15 minutes every day in the morning, I read my Bible and I go to church. They get to the top of the wall and they realize, oh my goodness, this isn't it. Just like some people are turning 65 right now and realizing that what they've been told all their life is not true, that they don't have enough money to retire on. Same kind of idea with our faith. And hopefully the more people, again, we don't want people to go that direction, but if that is something that happens, at least when they, hopefully the quicker they can get to the top of that, that ladder and realize this is not it, which is why Advent is so awesome is because this Christmas season is so awesome is because Jesus was the fulfillment of all of that. It wasn't about Hey, Israelites, it wasn't all about keeping the law perfectly. I've always wanted a relationship with you. And now I send my son in order to build that relationship and build that bridge back to you. Like, that's why this is such a big deal is that it takes the the sin management off the table and says, how about this? How about you live out of the identity that I've given you? How about you live as a child of God? Because that's who you are. Why don't you allow the spirit of God to move inside of you and to lead you and guide you and to open you up to all the things I have for you? This is why Advent's so huge. This is why we talk about it, you know? Yeah. So I'm soapboxing a lot tonight. That's, Sorry. That, that's good. I mean, that's the whole entire point of the podcast, so we can actually do that. The What I, what yeah. I think might be hard for people and why they might not experience the peace that the Holy Spirit is willing to bestow upon us is when they do have that ladder and then the ladder breaks in half and then they fall. <laughs> I, I don't even know where to go yeah. with that metaphor, but like that, that's just kind of one of the things that that's one of the things that popped in my head while you're talking about it of you're going up and up and up and Oh, Oh, Oh wow. We're, we're back down to ground zero. That's not good. And then per, I mean, perhaps, yeah, yeah. Perhaps God breaks the ladder for us, and then the uh, there's a, actually a door in the wall, and we can walk through that. I don't know, but that's just kind of what what, what comes to my yeah, head. Yeah, no, I think unmet unmet unrealistic expectations. I think that that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, and I think sometimes when the ladder breaks is actually another way for people to realize it's not working. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, this isn't. I need to figure out a different way, and. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of people, a lot of churches, a lot of believers, a lot of those that are out there that are that are really saying, okay, we've gotta we've gotta get back to what Jesus taught and and what his purpose was and and to understand what he's saying to the church now. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's another way it could happen for sure. 
Yeah. For sure. So I guess what we would say to you out there is don't go on, don't get on a ladder in the next couple of days because, yeah. you know. The soapboxes work, but not dangerous. Ladders. ladders aren't good. They're dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Soapboxes are much closer to the ground. So <laughs> super good. Easy to get out. Yeah. Of so thing, what right? else are we, are we missing anything else? Yeah, are we missing anything? Uh, else? I got, we, I got plenty, plenty here? more notes. Um, we'll, we'll, let's rewind a little bit. Where, you, where you're talking about how the enemy attacks in in night and when we're not expecting it, and it's sometimes through resentment and the sun going down and our anger. One of the biggest things that I tell people is the most effective tool that our enemy has is the fact that he actually convinces us he's not real, and it really blows my mind when there are a lot of new age Christians that actually believe thi- that actually believe things that are just blatantly said in scripture that or they believe the, the complete opposite of the things that are blatantly said in scripture we have an enemy and when you have the and when you have certain people that say there isn't even an enemy say, Satan is just a I don't know a metaphor. He's convinced you that he's not even real. How do you mm-hmm. fight him if he's not real? I think that that's one of his biggest tricks that really mm-hmm. gets under my skin and just makes me want to punch something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think that that's another deception, right? I mean, that's that's a pretty big one. Yeah. So, for sure. Yeah. Yep, absolutely, man. So, the one what of the very first things that you that you said when you came out that I definitely mm-hmm. wanted to wanted to discuss was do you fa- feel hostility when you go home uh, I think it's yeah. safe to say that both me and you can talk about a lot of stories on the, on on that particular mm-hmm. subject and I I know for myself I love my parents but it wasn't until I moved out of my parents house and I and I lived alone for well I mean I live alone now I've Ever since I moved out of my parents' house, I I have lived alone for the most part. It it uh-huh. stinks, but at least I don't have to come home and get into a fight. At least there's that peace of knowing it's nice and quiet when I get home. Because there were there were moments in my in my childhood where I where I remember. One of the most distinct ones, my, my mom had gone grocery shopping. She's like, hey, can you just put all the groceries away in the fridge? I'm like, yeah, that's cool. So I'm sitting on the floor putting stuff in the fridge, and my dad comes home. And he just looks at me and goes, what are you staring at? And I'm like, I'm just putting groceries away. Hi. I, I'm glad you made it home from work. Just like immediately walks in with an attitude. I'm sorry if you had a bad day. Just don't take it out on me. If, if, you, if you're mad, just, I don't know, go sit in the car. Go throw axes at a tree in the backyard i don't know just don't take it out on me (laughs) i don't care what you do just don't take it out on me if you're mad that's cool just whatever dude Mm. so i i think that it was all that all that to be said it was good that you started out with that and threw that out there because i think a lot more people than we realize can reflect on that especially when you when you start meeting students as you know, you're you you kind of took over the the student stuff when uh, when John Baker mm-hmm. uh, moved on in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm sure that there's uh-huh. so many students that you meet that they're that they're quiet or it just seems like they're angry or when you meet a bully or something like that and you realize it's because of the fact that they have a terrible home life and they they don't even want to be at home. If if you don't have peace, if you don't have peace in the one area that you're supposed to have peace, how are you ever going to have peace anywhere else? Yeah, I think that's huge. You know, that's a that's probably one to chew on for a while is the fact that you know when when there is no peace in the home, it can be really really tough. And you know, those are bigger dragons that we have time to slay in one simple podcast. But yeah. it's probably something that is very very true what you're saying is that there's when there's hostility and there's no peace in the home there's no love there's no hope there's no joy um this is why this is why you know the enemy is very very real and he's very very much at work is because he knows if he takes down the home he's going to take down our communities he's going to take down us as, as individuals so um you know it's why we're it's why we exist man we exist to try to bring more light into those dark places and to, um, you know, resource people so that they can, well, and we can introduce them to Jesus so that they can see what this whole, that this life is, that was my thing, how I ended the message. Your life can change. You don't believe it, but your life can change. And so many people don't believe that. And it's a simple message, but so many people don't believe it. And so, um, but that's why we exist. That's why we got to keep doing the work that we do. Yeah. So. I, I remember when I was, it wasn't first, when I was first going to second place, it, it was, it was a while, but it was when you guys first started doing first things first and I decided to attend that. And mm-hmm. I think it was the first class where you yep. said, what's our mission to bring heaven to earth. We want to bring that here because mm-hmm. how can we be convinced right. how good God is and want to be there with him if we don't ever experience it here? Yeah, I agree. And I think that that's, that's ultimately like our goal, right? That's the goal of all, like every church, you know, the church big C for sure. And we do the best that we can, man. We do the best that we can. So it's, it's, uh, it's an adventure and that's why we love doing what we do. So, well, man, I feel like we've treated this thing decently. I'd say so. How do you feel? I feel, I feel pretty good. I I had a little bit of a monster during it, which kind of like hyped me up and, you know, oh, got, got, got the blood pumping nice. in my brain, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I'd say you should so. do that every time that I speak. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just start shouting things out while you're That's preaching a message. No, don't do that. AP. That'd be bad. So actually no, that'd be bad. That'd be bad. I, there's some interesting stuff that I want to tell our listeners. You were texting me sometime last week. Uh, talking about Corey Youthy coming on and, and setting all that up, which I'm really glad that he did. He is such a great mm-hmm. dude. Um, but you were telling me how many podcast episodes we actually did. And so I started counting. This episode that we're recording right now, we've done 80 podcasts now, including this one. Let's go! Like, let's, let's, let's keep That's going. Amazing. Some television shows... Don't even make it make it at eighty episodes. And typically, television shows That's are twenty two minutes long. That's when you take, on average, television shows are twenty two and a half minutes long. When you take out all of the commercial breaks, we don't have commercial breaks. It'd be great if we did because then we'd be sponsored. So if anyone wants to sponsor us, please go right ahead and do that. But let's keep this thing going. Um, I start recently yeah. started listening to a newer podcast. I, I 
it's a pastor. I I think, I I think he's with a Lutheran or Catholic church or something. But very very intelligent human being. And he said at the end of his podcast, if you ever want me, ever want me to come on your podcast, try to get a hold of me. So kind of want to get a hold of that guy. I I I know. Um, Eric uh, Lyde wants to come on, give his testimony. I, I I love talking to Weston at church. I'd like to him to come on and give his testimony. It's pretty interesting, and it, he's an ROTC and is going to to be fully enlisted once he finishes up his degree and stuff. I really exciting things are to come. I really want to get more people yeah. on this podcast, giving their story, giving their thoughts on the messages because you know we're we're two fairly intelligent human beings, but. This is all about getting up, getting other people on here and giving everyone a voice that deserves because everybody deserves a voice. So if you're listening, please that, get a hold of so. us. Let's get this all the way up to episode 100, and then you know infinity and beyond, as some crazy space guy would say. For sure. I think that's that's what we should go out on. When we count the three to infinity and beyond. On, get on the podcast. Oh, get on no, the podcast. Get on yes, the podcast. that's good. I like it. So. I like that. Yeah. So if you're on a ladder out there and you're painting your house in the middle of the night in the middle of December, check your brain. That's not a good idea. Yeah. But put your hand in the middle. Or if you're on the ladder and it breaks in and half if you're, and you're hanging on by one hand, you got yeah. another hand free. Just man up, get or that other hand France, off and put it in the middle. Yeah. If you're in France right now and you're throwing... A gas canister somewhere. Put down the Maltov cocktail. Put it down and put your light hand. it later before you throw <laughs> and put it. Put your hand in. Yeah, get uh, get all put of it. your other French friends that put are it. around you to put their hands. Put your in good two. hand in the middle. Have them stop beating up someone. <laughs> right. So all right, here we go. All right, man. We're gonna count it out. Here we go. Put your hand in the middle. Ready? One, two, two three. three. Get on the podcast. <sighs>